Hello, everybody. Welcome back to For Your Run. Guess what, everybody? Blair is here. Hi. <laughs> I am with her. It's me, Sean. We're back. Your wildest dreams have come true. Nobody You're, else likes the ta-da, huh? Ta-da. <laughs> ta-da. Your two best friends that you didn't know you needed are back to talk to you while you do things in life again. Yep. It's again. great. What's going on in life, Blair? I know a lot, you know. A lot. Just so many a few things. things. So I have to get my oldest ready to go to middle school, everyone. No. Nope. Let's talk about middle school, shall we? Mm. Or how not fun it is. <laughs> Middle Does school. anyone reflect on middle school and go, wow, those were like three of the greatest years of my life? No. <laughs> no, I, I'm no one sure does. I'm pretty sure no one does. No. No one does. It's all bad. I would rather restart and send him to kindergarten again than yes. send him to middle school. So yeah. and school starts for us very soon and... We are going to have a second grader and a sixth grader. Ooh. 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 <laughs> it's a lot, everybody. It's a lot. So I, I feel so bad. When I was younger, school started like the last two days before September. Like I got all of August mm. for summer and kids yeah. don't get all of August anymore. Now no, I get that no. they get some like spring breaks and like maybe a longer Christmas break. Some places get like fall break too yeah. and Christmas break. Like yeah. we just do Christmas break and spring break. But Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I loved being, I loved three solid months of doing yeah. nothing in the summer, yeah. but yeah, by the time spring not showed excited. up, I was dead. Let's just say that. They're not excited <laughs> about it. No? <laughs> no, they're not like counting down the days. Mm. I'm not really counting down the days. I know there's a lot of parents out there who are like, dear Lord above, please send my children back to some kind of semblance of structure and routine and, yeah. you know, get yeah. them out of this house where they only want to do technology and complain. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, I'm not excited about the transitional period ahead of us. No, 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 no. So that's what's going on with me. What's up with you? Well, uh, you might not know this at all, Blair, but I'm uh -oh. running, you know. You're running? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Blair. I love to hear that you're running. Yeah. You know, you have no concept of what I'm running or what I I'm have... doing with running. Mm -hmm. You only set mm -hmm. my schedule and tell mm -hmm. me what to do. But that I... doesn't mean you know any of it. Um, Sometimes. <laughs> I Sometimes. will semi-lovingly refer to this portion of my running season. This is hurricane season. I'm in hurricane running season because... None of it's been good lately, and that's where we're at. But yeah, I know I will come out of that season, and someday it will all be happier again. But right now, 
it is hurricane it season and that's where we are but it sucks and i'm trying to gather supplies and there's a shortage yes. and i don't know if i should board up the windows or not board up the windows no one can tell me what's going on yes. the weather people sometimes say things are happening but then they're wrong yes if we've learned nothing else it's that maybe i should start taking rolls of toilet paper on my runs with me because you gotta stock up you just never know you gotta start somewhere it's that's water right. bottles you actually need to stock right. up on water bottles <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay. Water. Water is the so thing to I'm get gonna, bread. I'm gonna, maybe some milk. <laughs> I'm going to change up what I bring on my runs now to from like uh, some gels and some chews and some water to a bottle mm-hmm. of water and a roll of toilet paper. And I'm just going to run bread, around a loaf of bread. <laughs> in a loaf of bread. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yes. And and just like one medium box of roofing nails if I need to put some plywood up. That's where yes, we're at. Yes, you might. Yeah. You actually could okay. run with a piece of plywood, which, although right now wood's very expensive, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could create it into like a cape. <laughs> okay. Wind resistance training. No. Does, uh, does anyone out there want to do the math on how fast you have to run to make plywood flow in the wind? Does anyone want to sign up for that? No, I'm not, no I'm takers. Not, I'm not I here. Think no one is interested in the intro to this episode <laughs> between middle school mm. and hurricane preparation yes you know what i really hope like that we didn't jinx something by using the word hurricane so much just stay <laughs> safe over there blair maybe You've like had... apologize to yes. the to the weather gods of yes. mother nature yes we're sorry we didn't mean to mock you no we understand you, you are, are stronger than us hurricane season is serious you are far far stronger than we are so please oh, man. do not create please don't big scary no. storms. No, I, thank you. Yep. 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 <laughs> oh well. Speaking of storms. That's where how I was about, going. Right? Yeah. Where oh, are you gonna go with this force of nature who's taking where? on 50, 50 half marathons? Yes. One in each state? Yes. She yes. is a force of nature. Force of nature. <laughs> you might know this human <laughs> as Race across the states on IG. I feel like I should just try to give context clues until people know that her name is in fact you, Amy. I love guessing games. Maybe we should do that next time. We should time. do 20 questions next time. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Ooh. Who has time for that? Guess what, everyone? You thought the nine minute <laughs> intro in episode 14 was bad. Here we go. Episode 16 is going to be a real doozy. Get ready. Mm-hmm. Get your guessing game on. Mm-hmm. To the first person that guesses, you win probably nothing. Nothing. But you get to win the joy. The joy of winning. We talked about Twister in last episode, right? In the intro. We did. So we would give them, maybe it's Twister. Oh, Um, fantastic. Let's get back to Amy. She's doing a couple things. At least At least five. Um, Yeah. Along with running a half marathon in every state every she's state, working yep. on that she also is uh signing up and getting ready to attempt her first marathon it was going to be in november guess what not anymore it's in october has she trained it sure is during this episode not yet but there's no time sure. like the present I'm pretty sure there's no time like the present. And I'm pretty sure she's got a pretty good foundation to get that thing started. Her base is fantastic. Mm -hmm. She's going to do awesome things. Yes, yes. Good foundation. And she runs an awesome community group Run Run with with AIM. AIM. That's right. And that thing 
took off like just wildfire and Mm -hmm. yeah there's a whole bunch of people i know plenty of people on ig that are a part of this group and yeah it seems like there's a whole lot going on as i lovingly refer to it there's some stuff you do stuff (laughs) there's some stuff going on Um, great stuff but it's it's i think a great opportunity for people to meet other people and network and learn about running for them and for others and uh yeah she's also advocating for a lot of amazing things as far as women and running and public and all of that and we get into yep. a little bit of that as well it's that time it's where a good, it's good it's you know a good you didn't one. warn them so now no one has their shoes on <gasps> oh no as if to suggest that none of you were ready for your run in the first place and as if to suggest that me telling you to get your shoes is when you do get your shoes which is probably exactly what happens the time has come get ready for your run you have like 15 seconds before mm-hmm. this episode like speed so shoe tying get some, another game yeah, tie them tie them quick <laughs> warm up fastest warm up ever um and it's time, Blair. Are you ready to go talk to Amy? Always ready. Always. Let's go. Built for this. Always. And yes. here we go. It's good nice to, to see you, you too. How? Oh, we said is... it at the same time again. <laughs> I know. Oh, come on. <laughs> Blair and I like to be an echo chamber, apparently. And we're for sorry again podcast. for everyone listening that we are yet one more time in surround sound. <laughs> it happens. Oh, well, how's your weekend going, Amy? How's everything been? It's pretty good. Um, pretty busy weekend, actually. I was out of town last weekend, so I feel like this weekend I'm having to get everything together because then I travel again in two weeks. So it's like one of those weekends where you're home and you know you have to get like everything done. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. I am. I am with you. I go on vacation Thursday, so I am also in frantic mode of yep. trying to put all the things together. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and you also... Uh, literally just dropped a little nugget on everybody with uh, you're going to run the Columbus Marathon here in October. Yeah, so, I guess I am. Um, yeah. I don't know. I was I was already planning to do one in November. Right. But, but then it, it's a it would be a hike to go all the way to Arkansas when it's not a state that I still need for a half marathon. So sure. the more I thought about it, I was like, hmm. I'll just do one a little bit closer to home, but yeah, it'll be the first marathon and I have not started training at all. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. That's all right. You're still running. So you're, you have a base, you're building a base. There's lots of positive spins we can put on all of these things. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's what I try to keep telling myself, like Mm -hmm. you run half marathon. So you're already halfway there. You're halfway there. That's right. right. You just need to slowly add in a little bit more every week. It's fine. It's totally fine. When you go to your races you'll just have to add a little warm-up mile and a little cool down mile (laughs) exactly i've I've started playing around with some some longer distances but nothing i haven't quite gotten any like pacing down with it i feel like i'm just doing it at the same pace that i would do for my half marathon and so it's not really i'm not really doing anything right with it yet i'm just kind of (laughs) adding i mean start it's a start and that's a learning process 
you know? Yeah. Exactly. And then foundationally, your foul, I mean, your foundation is pretty good, all things yep. considered. Yep. You have, uh, I, I laugh because I think you've had a couple of halves this year where you're like, I'm going to go out. I'm not really feeling it. And then you like <laughs> then go PR. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's always how it happens though. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's mm-hmm. always how it happens. Whenever I'm like calm and I'm like kind of nervous and kind of like don't expect yeah. anything at all. And then you go into it and you're like, I'm just going to run yeah. and then you run really well. And you're like, well, that was great. Like they <laughs> yeah. like that all the time. <laughs> I know mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that taking your pressure off of yourself thing a little bit, there's something to that, I guess, huh? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I did want to talk to you a little bit about, cause I know that you haven't tackled marathon training yet. And, um, but I, I, I know that you're creeping in on 40 is your next big number for half marathons. Yeah. And you, uh, you, I saw that you recently posted your 2017 to 2021 photos. Now your arms are like Phelps, like you're getting Michael Phelps <laughs> arms with the medals. That's very complimentary. So I wish my arms looked like Michael Phelps. <laughs> You're that was, like that was harder than you would think to hold those up. I'm yes. not, I I was <laughs> the first, my friend who was taking the photo, I would like hold it up for a second and I'd be like, uh-huh. okay, okay, snap okay. the picture, go. <laughs> that, I can't hold these for a long time. <laughs> there's a there's a marathon conditioning program just in holding those medals up on, on, on its I feel own. Like if people could hear the background behind photos happening. They would all be so <laughs> much funnier because it's literally just me like, holding my arms up, screaming about it, and then letting go, and it's just like, clang, 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 clang. clang. (laughs) (laughs) Raining medals is what that Mm -hmm. sounds like. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, your 2017, I mean, plenty of people would be very, very proud to have what you had in 2017, but Mm -hmm. your your 2021 assortment has, uh, is pretty, pretty phenomenal. It's fun thinking back to those 2017 pictures too, though, because I remember I had like 10 or 12 and I was super excited about it, but nobody actually thought that I was going to keep adding states. Like everybody was kind of like, oh, she's got this super cool goal and she's gone to a few like really cool places for like spring breaks and stuff and just so happened to run (laughs) a half marathon there. But I remember just thinking like, well, no, like there's no way I'm stopping. Like I don't really... I don't really care. Even just, just to prove you oh. that I can't. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell me I can't do something. <laughs> yeah, but I remember. I'm going to do it. I remember just thinking like, this isn't that many. And now looking back at it, I'm like, wow. It's a lot. So It is a lot. It's a huge accomplishment. It's a huge accomplishment. Well, yeah. and I know you're, you're saying that you, you definitely had the drive when you started. What? So... I'll, I'll try not to layer this with too many questions, but so you obviously had like, what was the ambition one to tackle it? I'm sure that it was just a really cool idea. Um, but then two, I'm sure that to your point, you had a couple states that you were like, I can knock that state off. I can, and you're in Ohio, right? So you can do PA and West Virginia and Maryland and like, you can, you can knock some of those out pretty quick. Yeah. Then it starts to become pretty. I mean, your trips anymore are like, I feel like lampoons should give you a movie. Like each state should just come (laughs) with a movie. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I would totally watch that. It's gotten pretty detailed (laughs) to this point. Like you have to figure out logistics. Mm -hmm. And so 
where did it kind of spawn for you? And then what have been some of the hurdles of as you're starting to get into the more rarefied air of states? Like I laughed because I was talking to my wife about it and I was like, so I, I don't think you have Montana or North Dakota or South Dakota yet, but it's also Montana, North Dakota and South Dakota. Um, so what challenges have kind of surfaced as you've grown through this thing too? I love how you said that you weren't going to ask too many questions. And then you asked like 72 questions. <laughs> it's He just tries. He tried really hard, but that's like kind of how it goes is like, I want you to answer this one with this backup question in mind to yeah. lead into the third question that I just asked. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to remind me along the way, but I do remember right. where, where we're starting. Um, <laughs> so it all, I don't know it. I definitely didn't go into it knowing that that was my goal. Yeah. Um, my cousin invited me to do the Chicago half marathon. Cause I live in Ohio. She lives in Wisconsin. So we were just going to meet in Chicago and do the half marathon together. And we were doing it to raise money. So it was like something that I was super excited about. Like I was looking forward to it. I decided to train for it. Like it was this big ordeal yeah. and I had no idea I was going to do another one. I didn't, I was, I barely even finished that one. I like stopped at like mile six and I was like, I don't think I can do this. But then my cousin, she helped me keep going. But yeah, so I did that one. And then she invited me to do another one in Wisconsin, which is where I'm from. And okay. I was like, oh, that's cool. Now I've done two in two different states. And I still hadn't really thought about anything. Um, then I did one in Ohio where I live. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, this, <laughs> now I've got three. And so I decided to do Indiana just to like round it out and do four and do kind of that Midwest area. Yeah. And I think it was in in Indiana when me and my mom had the conversation of like, well, what if you just did all the states? And it was just kind of this like lofty goal. And I hadn't right. really thought too much about it. But then I saw one was in Pennsylvania, like later that year. So I was like, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm just going to yeah. try and see yeah. how many yeah. I can get. And like, if I don't, that's fine. If I do, that's fine. My mom did fun things like buy me a map to color in and, it was pretty cool. And then I just yeah. kind of kept going, but like you said, it gets challenging after a while. Um, oh, yeah. I remember getting to like seven or eight and being like, Oh, I probably shouldn't do all the States closest to me or else I won't have any left. <laughs> like, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> like, I should start maybe branching out. And I like went to California for spring break and did one there. And I started kind of alternating. So I'd do one that was drivable, one that I had to fly, one that was drivable, one I had to fly. Yeah. But then the more you keep adding, all of a sudden it's like, okay, now I'm at all flying states and you got to right. be more strategic about it. Um, yeah. I don't know what other questions were packed into that. <laughs> you kind of, you kind of covered it. I, I also, did it. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I also am interested. So I feel like so many people in the IG community are present with what you're doing now Mm -hmm. So in the, at first you were just like showing up as, hi, I'm Amy. Nobody knows me. I'm running this race. I feel like you probably show up with a little bit more to it now. There's, I'm sure there's people that have never met you. Obviously your run with AIM comes with a whole lot of wonderful community members too. So mm -hmm. what started probably as like, I'm stranger, I might meet some people is probably now like, a meet up, right? It, it, mm -hmm. It's a whole nother level of probably a mini event plus a race. And yeah. how does that feel versus how it was? 
Yeah, I don't know. Starting the Instagram definitely changed things. I didn't, I was, I was sharing like with some close friends up until about a year and a half ago when I started the account, I was just sharing within my family, like on Facebook and stuff like that. And I noticed like, it was a fun thing. Like whenever I did a state, people would get like kind of excited for me and ask me about it. And I was like, I should just start a separate account just like follow some runners and like maybe people would think it's inspiring and want to do the states too so mm-hmm. and almost kind of like as a diary for myself right like yeah. okay i'll have all the pictures of all the states all in one spot so that i yeah. can look at it um and then it just kind of kept going and i was like wow this is this is so cool i didn't know there were so many like runners out there i like never <laughs> talked to runners so i'm like this is this is a lot of fun but like you said it definitely changed things now when I, what state did I just go to? New, New Jersey, I think it was. I like met up with a few of the girls in the group. And on top of that, I like was in the bathroom washing my hands and uh, some girl came up to me. It was like, hey, I'm da da from Instagram. Are you like, and I just yes. started being like, what in the world is this? Like, <laughs> this is wild. Yeah. But it, it, it adds, I think sometimes a level of pressure in my head. Like that is probably completely unnecessary, but. Sure. Sometimes I have to be really intentional about telling myself, like, no, this is like your race for you. Right. It doesn't matter. And like, no matter what happens during that race, you're still going to post it just the same and be like, you're going to find the silver lining and whatever. And I have to remind myself of that so that I don't get so that I don't like put it all on myself about having to impress other people. Like it's not that's not what it should be about. Well, that's great. I mean, that, that's fantastic that you have had the, you know, frame of mind to not bring so much of that. It's hard. It's hard on Instagram with so yeah. many people on there. It can be tough not to compare yourself and not to be like, oh, this person did a half marathon in this time. Like, I want to do that. Sure. And put yourself like to this breaking point where you shouldn't go for that kind of ideal. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I've had a few moments like just kind of internal laughter of... um when you've gone to some of like, you know, the more scarce states as far as participants go and (laughs) you've gotten really, really fast. I mean, I know, right. It's because you've done so many and you've worked so hard, but when you post that you're going somewhere, I'm like, these people don't even know what's like, Amy's coming. Like they don't, you know what I mean? Like you sign up, like if, like if I knew who you were, And I was just going to go run a half, say like in Pittsburgh or Morgantown. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, probably like a couple hundred people. And then like, like if you would just like randomly show up, I'd be like, oh, shit. (laughs) Um, That's how I felt when I ran against Des Linden in um, Gulf Shores. All of a sudden, they're like warming up on the side. Right. And everybody was, was during COVID. So we were all super spread out. I'm like looking over there and I was on the start line, right? Like on the start line, I was in the front of the pack and they're like about to do the national anthem. And all of a sudden, all three of them, like all three of them just walk over and they clear everybody back, like, like hundreds of feet. And it's just these three. And I was like, well, great. Like (laughs) (laughs) I thought they were doing the marathon. Guess not. Like I remember being like, like, okay, okay. Reframe. It's fine. (laughs) So you're not going to get first, second, third, or probably fourth. Like it's, it's right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, I've really enjoyed seeing, I think you do a great job of framing 
the growth that you've had in running. I, I often ask people who come on kind of like, you know, what would you say to the first version of yourself or anything like that? But I think that you've been really present with understanding who you were when you started versus where you are now. And that is one of the things that I always kind of look for in the takeaways from your races is that clarity of like, it's really, really hard to remember where you were and who mm -hmm. you were as a runner versus where yeah. you are now. Um, I, Blair and I joke with some people. I always am like keen to track out when people are like, I'll just run a half, like 13.1 becomes a trivial thing, but it wasn't when you started like, mm -hmm. Three miles was, you know, I, I can remember the first time I ran three miles as an adult. Like I was, I ran cross country as a kid and then it drops off the map and I picked up yeah. running later in life. But you start really like finding achievements in the threes and the fives and the eights and the tens. Yeah. And uh, then you run a half and for some reason your mind like looks at the, uh, looks at the half marathon, like as a golf club. Like, <laughs> I mean, I could probably do 13.1 if it, if it wasn't a pinch, I could probably do <laughs> it. Um but the clarity you've had of like, you know, this is, this is what I used to be. And like, I've had to do these things, whether it's your strength work, your core work, and so much of the stuff you do with run with aim that, you know, allows other people to have goals. I mm -hmm. think it's cool that you also aim to hit those goals. Like you just don't put them out there and be like, okay, bye. I'm going to go yeah, have a good time. <laughs> um, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> but you know, I mean, so there's been a lot of growth, but what was, so before halves, were you doing shorter runs, 5Ks, little stuff, or did you just jump right in when your friend hit you with the the half and that was your entry point? Yeah, I, I had done soccer up through college, but when she asked me to do the half, I, I also did track in middle school, but nothing in high mm -hmm. school. I only played yep. soccer in high school and college. And when she asked me to do the half, I was like, all right, so I can probably run like three miles, maybe like... <laughs> Like if I really try, <laughs> like yeah. So yeah. I, that's where I kind of started. And I had to build up using like the elliptical because I, I just didn't have the cardio yet. Mm -hmm. yeah. I remember thinking like, there's no way, there's no way I can run 13 miles. And I would, I would do like the, the elliptical for a bit, the treadmill for a bit. And then I slowly started adding treadmill because I just couldn't, I couldn't go that far yet. And yeah, yeah I just kind of jumped into the half, but it's not to say it was very easy at all. Like sure. I, I spent, the, I spent, I think almost eight months training because mm -hmm. I just needed that much time to build up that cardio. Like I started so early because I knew, okay, you yeah. don't want to not think that you can do it when you get to race day. So I, yeah, yeah. I trained for a long time. That very first one. What is, uh, uh, everyone's had a different perception for marathon training. When I trained for my first full, my mind was like, you have to run at least 22. Like, right. It came with the same mm -hmm. thing of like, there's a distance in my mind that mm -hmm. I know if I hit that, cause there's, there's a lot of training plans that'll say 16 and you're good. And I'm thinking there's 10 miles after mm -hmm. what you're saying should be the the, the most I run, yeah. that doesn't feel comfortable to me at all. <laughs> that would not feel comfortable to me. Right. At all. So what uh, in your? I know you said you you know and like I said, I think your base is fantastic. But what what mileage number for you has to like 
be hit before you're like, okay. Cause when I got done with my 22, I literally walked off that trail and was like, I'm ready now. I did mm-hmm. this. I'm not dead. Mm-hmm. Now I'm ready to go. What, like, what is that like my, like number it. for you? Um, yeah, when I think about it, I guess I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about it prior to right now, but <laughs> <laughs> because I don't have one, but I would say probably 22 or 23 is when I could say, all right, yeah. the rest I can either muscle out or like, that's just where like your mentality has to be there. You got to stay like, you just got to remember that you can do it essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. But I would feel okay cardio wise and training wise, if I could get to like 22, I think. Yeah. Is there anything you're going to want to change or adapt as far as your fueling and all that goes? Are there things that you feel like you need to add to your game or do you feel comfortable? Yeah, definitely fuel. Um, I've never, I know a lot of runners are going to be like, what in the world, but I've actually never brought anything with me on a run fuel wise, like not in a race or in a training run. I've just always just gone and ran however far I needed to came back, drink water. I've never brought water with me or fuel. So I've always just kind of gone out and came back. But now that I'm creeping into like 14 and 15 miles, Mm -hmm. there are days where I'm like, yeah, if I would have like brought something with me, I'd probably be okay right now. And so I'm slowly, I feel like starting to learn by experience that, okay, you're probably going to need to like drop water in some locations. You're probably going to need to do this because just, I don't ever know kind of when I'll have time to run and I don't want to be caught outside like midday trying to run without fuel. So that will definitely be something I need to start looking into and learning about, I guess. Sure. Yeah. I, for the two longest runs I had for training, I had, um, there's a trail near where I grew up. That's 11 miles out, 11 miles back. So Mm -hmm. I would like plant my mom or my dad out there Mm -hmm. and, uh, I remember the, so I did a 20 miler worst thing I ever did in my (laughs) life. And then I did a 22 miler two weeks later, which was like, it's insane how your body can just be like, we good now after, um, but I, I, I've joked with people. I, my mom was at the 20 miler and my dad was at the 22 miler and I got to my mom at the 20 miler and I had that like internal pride thing of like, I, am dying <laughs> on all accounts. I can't see it. I can't let my mom know mm-hmm. that no, I'm your dying. Mom would pull you off that trail. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, she had fuel for me. I refueled and it was a hot day. Everything went bad. My fueling was wrong. Um, didn't bring nearly enough. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. But then I got done with that. And like on the ride home with my wife, I was like, if I can survive what was arguably the worst four mm-hmm. hours and 20 minutes of my life, I yeah. can, you know, I, the 22 miler came with a whole new set of rules because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you learned so much from what was a really, really bad, <laughs> bad experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I, I, we actually just joked. Um, I was talking about when they did the um, breaking two Nike documentary, one of the marathoners, is like a 207 marathoner and that person wasn't drinking water for the race at all. And I joke, like the joke in my head is the Nike researcher was probably like, this is a hard one guys, water, 
water and you'll be like so much better. And yeah. um, it just can't, I can't fathom being like, I'll run a marathon. Even like, I get it. It's two Oh seven. And the guy probably thinks I don't need water for two hours. Why would I need? And the guy's like water. It'll do so <laughs> much good for you. Um, so yeah. yeah, I, I mean, everybody's different. So I get that you can do a half and, and you're so much more comfortable with it now too, that it's probably just like, you know, not to, belittle the 13 but you're so you've done all these states and you have so much experience with it now but uh yeah 26 i just laughed i was like this guy's a world-class marathoner he's like 15th in the world and he's not drinking anything when he's out there just blew my mind totally that is crazy yeah i don't think i could push it past like 17 without some type of water or fuel anymore i just can't i just can't do it yeah yeah our, yeah, I have to make loops around my neighborhood just so I can come back for water <laughs> because yeah. I drink so much while I'm out there. I'm like, okay, if I do one giant loop and then just leave like the cold water bottles in the garage, just grab one and keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so because you're an Ohioan, mm-hmm. you, you get, you know, Blair lives just in the jungle of humidity. <laughs> I do. All I the live time. in the swamp of Florida. So <laughs> it's very humid and hot at all times. <laughs> Yeah. Humidity you, is so tough. Uh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you So and, and and actually this is even a differently phrased question for you because you've been in so many different environments. What are are you like a dry heat, a humid heat, a cold weather? What yeah, do environment a- does your body tend to excel most in? That's a good question. I've thought a lot about this actually, because I have ran in so many different conditions, so many different places and then so many different months because I've had to run in like December before I've had to run in January in places. Like I've had to run in all these different times and my body also gets shocked every time. So if I'm in in January and I go to Texas in the middle of like, it's my body starts getting really confused about training runs and stuff like that. But I will say the hardest for me is definitely like heat and humidity. If there's, if there's heat, I'm okay. If there's heat and humidity on race day, I am not okay. Like I am (laughs) truly not okay. I I think I've ended up in the ambulance like three times after races that are both hot and humid, just because I overheat myself. I, I just get so hot. Um, but I think I'm starting to learn that my body does really well in a little bit too cold of environments. Like just when it's uncomfortable enough that I like don't want to go outside. Yes. Um, my I do really well. I did a man, one in Manchester, New Hampshire, and that one was it was pretty cold, and um, I did really well. Like shockingly, I, I sat in the coffee shop up until two minutes before the race, and my mom said, <laughs> "Get out, get out of here! Like you need to go." And I'm like, "I don't want to go. Like it's so cold it's out so there." So cold. I yeah. ended up like crushing it, absolutely crushing. Yeah. <laughs> Just numb. Yeah. Everything was numb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't feel still, any discomfort. <laughs> I told my mom, "I was like, I'm still cold after the race. Like I never yeah. warmed up. Like I never yeah. got to a comfortable point." <laughs> Yeah. 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 I love that you bring your mom to your races. She's so cool. (laughs) She's so much fun. Yeah. It's gotta be, it's gotta be a really unique, I mean, not too many moms will get to be like, I got to go to all these places. Plus obviously the racing aspect. I mean, that's, yeah, that's that's really amazing. 
Yeah, she cries at the end of almost every single race. It's really, really sweet. She is sweet. Yeah. She just is so happy, like to be there and to be along. And we have like a lot of traditions that we do. Like every time after a race, we'll always try to find somewhere with mimosas and we'll have mimosas. And like we just have some things that are kind of always the same now that we've developed over you know the course of all of the trips. But it's been awesome to have her with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So obviously you'll be in Columbus. So, and you, I, I saw that you said it's obvious, you know, it's a huge benefit. You'll be able to have a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be, how's that course laid out? Is it, is it in such a way that it's like a start and end in a different place, like a line, or is it kind of like scattered around where people could jump to see you in different places? I wish I knew the answer to that, That's but, all right. <laughs> I don't. but I did the half marathon and it was kind of a big loop around downtown okay. Columbus. And, sure. um, I'm guessing that it's, it's, it's just a longer loop. I don't yeah. know. Cause I, yeah. I remember us peeling off at a certain point, but, um, we all started together, I think, but sure. I'm, I heard it's a really great course. It's like one of the top ones that people go to the, like Boston qualified and stuff. So, I don't know. I'm excited to see what it's like. Usually I don't look up the course ahead of time, actually. And that has been detrimental. In some <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe I should, because there was once in Kentucky, I looked up the race the night before and I was like, okay, let's see what this is all about. And it said trail race. And I was like, oh. right. Like, okay. Didn't know that. That's cool. <laughs> like, okay. So right. that, that was a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. That, that flips thing, that flips things just a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was my first trail race too. So I was like, uh, I don't know what to expect. What, what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> the, girl next go. Me, the girl next to me was like, where's your water? And I was like, I don't, I don't have any water. And she's like, have you ever done a trail race before? And I was like, no. Nope, <laughs> sure haven't. <laughs> looking at me like, all right, like, good luck. But here I am. <laughs> but yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. All right. I did get lost though. I got lost. <laughs> I would too. I would too. It's not marked the same. Yeah. I called my mom crying. Cause I, I ran with my phone at that point and I called my mom crying. Like I'm on the course. I'm lost. And she's like, well, I don't know where you are. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're in the middle of the woods. Look for people. Like look for somebody else. I'm in the middle of the woods. I can't see anybody. <laughs> I see a tree, another tree, and more trees. <laughs> I ended up finding my way, but it yeah. It was an event. That's an experience. <laughs> yep. So you've you've got a couple of pretty outstanding states to try and hit with your 50-50. Is there is there anything else floating in your mind above the 50 and 50 or once you cross that like barrier, you'll next, see, right? where, yeah. Yeah, you'll see yeah. where your head's at? I honestly have no idea. I have a lot of ideas in my mind of things that would be fun, but then there's a lot of like individual things that I think would be fun. Like, yeah. like somebody was telling me the other day about this like last man standing challenge. And it's like, you run a mile every hour for as many hours as you can do. And like, yeah. that sounds like a whole ton of fun. Like mm-hmm. that, those kind of things sound like fun, but they're not necessarily part of a bigger overarching Event. goal, yeah. I guess, if you could say like the yeah. 50 states, it was big enough that never a moment during the journey was I like, Oh, I'm just going to stop now. Like, I'm just going to like, 
like I'm good. Or I, I always had something to train for always knew when my next state was. So the idea of not having this bigger goal in mind is kind of scary, but also there are mm-hmm. the tiny ones that I'm like, that would be fun. That would be fun. Like trying, right. trying like an obstacle course race would be mm-hmm. fun. All yeah. these things that I've not experienced as a runner because I've been so fixated on, yeah. I just ran my first 5k like in February. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't, and you could do a marathon is like the first two. So I feel like I've been so fixated on that distance and that goal that I definitely want to do a few different things before I, I think return to half marathon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 5Ks are totally different. That's like the Holy pain cave. I did not walk for like two days. I was yeah. like, oh, it's a totally different feeling. Yeah. Totally different. I didn't warm up at all. And my friend was like, aren't you gonna, aren't you gonna warm up? And I was like, well, no, we're only yeah. going, we're only going like three miles. And she's like, right. She like, okay. like you're an idiot. And then oh, I got no. done and I was like, I swear I tore something. Like I, uh-huh. wrong with me. Like, I was like, I see why she warmed up so, like for so long. Like, I feel like I would need a 5k before the 5k to even be okay. Yeah. Like, right. Just, yeah. You just have to go so fast. I got absolutely yeah. demolished in that race. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a different, it's a different beast to like all of it is, you know, like you said, like the obstacle course, that's totally different. You'd have to train a whole different way for that. Like even racing a 10 K is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so different. I can't, and, and then a mile, what would you, a mile every hour for as many hours as you can do it. Like, yeah. I don't even know how you train for that. (laughs) I don't either. (laughs) Well, and my mental makeup is, is such that whatever my mile was for the first hour, I'd be like, well, I can't run slower than that mile. Then I'd want it to become like a progression (laughs) run. You add this extra challenge (laughs) within it. Right. Yeah. So your first one better be really slow. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would be the same way probably. Yeah. When, when it comes to running for you, so are, do you consider your, your strength or your equalness? Do you think that the physical part has been the easier part or do you think the mental part has been the easier part and which one do you have to work on more? Um, I would say I, in general, I think the mental part is the hardest thing. I think it's the, the like idea of like having to stay consistent and having to actually enjoy it and not make it a chore and like mm-hmm. having to find like those little goals to keep you on track and having to make time for it. And like, I think that bundle of challenges is bigger than any physical challenge because physically like you can train for that, but mentally I feel like it's, it's, it's tough to train yourself on that. Yeah. Has there, been anything so like you said you've been so half focused mm-hmm. do you get to mile like 10 now and be like oh just gonna get these <laughs> last th- is there anything like that that hits you now or is it just become so like familiar that yeah. it's all gone yeah. um i i've i've tried to switch things up at different points like when i felt things were getting um like i was getting kind of in like a rut um so i in 
I forget where I was, but I think it was in Manchester. That was the first time I ran without like looking at my watch. So I just Mm -hmm. ran like, and so I did a few races like that because I was like, okay, I'm getting so fixated on these times and like fixated on like getting to this mile marker or getting to this mile. And like, I, every time I saw 10, yeah, I'd be like, okay, now I have to go slower or now I have to like do this. And I had this routine in my head so much so that I felt like, I was psyching myself out because I kept telling myself the same thing instead of listening to my body. So in Manchester, I decided like, okay, screw it. Like, you're not going to look at your watch. You're just going to run. And I remember looking down at my watch when I finished and like seeing the time on the clock. And I like almost cried because I PR'd by like four minutes. And I was like, I was just so shocked that not like having those expectations of myself ended up being a benefit. And I did the same thing in Arkansas when I ended up winning. And when I ended up, uh, I got another PR by like another, like four or five minutes. It was like another huge shock to me, yeah. mm-hmm. but it was another one where I didn't look at my watch. So yeah, I feel like that has helped me to kind of get rid of any of those, like, Oh crap, I'm at mile 10. Oh, like crap, this is happening. Cause I just don't worry about it until the end anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Sean and I were just talking about that. Like we find that the tension that your body gathers in the focus of like a time or a specific distance or goal, like makes it more challenging than yeah, if you would just like listen to your body. In a, yeah. In a long distance run, because mm-hmm. if you look at your watch at like mile three or four and you're not quite at that pace that you want to be at. And then you yeah. just keep thinking every mile, like, okay, am I going to get there? Or what do I have to do to actually make that happen? Gotcha. And then I feel yeah. like psych yourself out and you start yep. pushing so hard and then you're not listening to your body and then you start getting a cramp and then it's like yep. all these things start like spiraling yep. because you're like right. so fixated on that number <laughs> yes yeah absolutely yeah. i agree yeah there was um in chicago in 2019 i don't remember her name now but there was a girl that was you know friends with the big group of people that i met with, met up with in chicago so when you're in Chicago, there's big buildings, there's 3 million people. So your watch mileage wise just doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. And this speaks to the mental game. Her watch was telling her that she was hitting all of her splits. Oh. What she didn't know was happening was that her watch was a minute slow. She had a 30, like a 34 or a 37 minute PR and BQ'd because she thought she was running a pace that she had trained at and she was actually mm-hmm. running a minute faster per Holy mile. Wow. Her, her brain was like, oh, I'm hitting my pace. There was right. no point where yeah. she thought, oh my God, I'm sprinting. I'm working yeah. too hard. Right? She yeah. was running half pace and she didn't even yeah. know it. That and is, that's a, such a good example of how the mental game actually is like the, that's the one you want to master because yeah. it like your body can do things that you don't even know that it can do mm-hmm. because you are thinking a certain way or because you don't yeah. have all the information or whatever. I, I had the opposite thing happen to me actually. And um, when I went to Gulf Shores where my watch was, my watch was like showing me a certain pace, which was a PR and I got to the end and I was crushed because the actually official time was a different time than my overall time. And I was like, Mm. I was so upset because I had gotten so fixated on like, Oh yeah, I'm going to PR. I'm going to PR. And then I didn't. And so I had to like kind of shift my whole thinking of, I don't know, just like 
remembering that the mental part is the more important thing and I don't need to worry about the pace as much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we've talked about run with aim a little bit, but, uh, I, I have a couple of friends that are in run with aim and, and do all the stuff and stuff. try to fill There's a lot of stuff. There's That's a lot like of stuff. perfect description of it. Just challenge. Do I, they're doing a challenge and they they're are. developing community and camaraderie is what he said. <laughs> if you want, if you want, I can get that snippet out of the podcast for you. You can just no. run it. Sean says it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> they have a great time. They all love it. I mean, they all have really like a great time with it, but I always look at it and like you do the weekend challenges and, and, mm-hmm. and all these things. And I'm like, um, like part of me wants to be like, yeah, that like the drink and like walk so much and do this and do that. And I'm always like, that looks like a really great time. And then I'm always like, that's so much stuff. But I, <laughs> I say, I say so much stuff, especially w- with respect to you. Cause you're overseeing all of that, which I'm sure is, um, a, a thing to manage unto itself. I'm, I'm positive, but w- how did that start? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I will stop right there and let you answer that question. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, I don't even really know how it started. It kind of started just with the creation of the Instagram because I noticed a lot of women were reaching out to me and asking me certain questions, asking me about like how, like, what do you eat before you run and what right. do you do this? And I kept feeling like I don't have adequate answers for this. Like yeah. I don't personally feel like, like I should be like the, like a good resource for this. And I was like, but imagine if all of these people who are messaging me could message each other and like, then they could ask each other and we could like kind of crowdsource this instead of it just being asking one singular person. Sure. And so I, I think a few girls, I like floated the idea around with in my DMS that like, you know, message for me a lot. And they were like, yeah, that would be fun. And I was like, okay, maybe we can make this into kind of something. And it started with like, I think like 25 girls, 20 girls maybe. And it was just kind of like, I said it was like a test run or something. And we did that. And I asked them a lot of questions about like what they liked, whether they wanted to do another month and they all wanted to do another month. So a few more girls kind of trickled in and it was like 30 girls and it was still fun and everything. But then what happened was a lot of people started like trickling in and then all of a sudden it was like 80 and a hundred people and we were all in one group. And I remember on the first day we do like introductions and I signed in in the afternoon to like check out like everybody's and there were 500 comments on one thread. And I was like, oh, and you're no, like, no, 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 Just close, oh, close no, the laptop and slowly back away. <laughs> too much, too much. <laughs> I remember being shocked, like, oh, this isn't good. Like, we're going to have to break mm-hmm. this back up. But mm-hmm. the, everybody who was in the group was kind of like, we want to like, we want to keep being together, but it's just so overwhelming. And I was like, yeah. trust me, I know. Like, <laughs> you guys have no idea. <laughs> but then we started doing teams and that's been a lot of fun just because I feel like it adds another kind of dimension yeah. to it and another sense of community within the community just because it's a closer knit thing and they're all working together towards something, which is, I feel like it's, even, I don't know, it helps people actually get to know each other because instead of just yeah. one big group, they kind of have to talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like I've, I've talked to a couple people just about like 
Instagram or Facebook. Um, I mean, Twitter's really not the same as, as what those networks are anymore, but like humans are so used to like that tribe mentality. Like humanity mm-hmm. has adapted so fast that like we really can't keep up with it. Like we're trying really hard, <laughs> but like our bodies are like, we don't know what this is. Um, so I think the whole teams thing is a really healthy approach because like to, mm-hmm. to what you said, for anybody to open that up and be like 500, co- like I would literally do what yeah. I said to you just, I'd be like, close the laptop and slowly yeah. back away. I would just be like, that's a lot. That's a lot to tackle. Um, So that that team mentality, I think, is really healthy because then it still allows for the entire thing to be approachable of like, Mm -hmm. I have 25 to 30 people. Mm -hmm. I'm not um, severely overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Yeah, it's it's been tough, though, because it's been hard to find that balance between like encouraging people to do too much, but also striking a balance of like, okay. I need to be the one that puts those boundaries out there. Like I need right. to, I need to put these boundaries so that they feel comfortable having boundaries and mm-hmm. it's not everybody feeling like they have to keep up all the time. So I've started slowly adding in boundaries of like, okay, you only have to do two of the challenges each month instead sure. of all four, because like you take a vacation and that's okay. And you don't have to like tell us that you're taking a vacation. Like that's fine. Yeah. Like, that, nobody cares. Like you're not going to get penalized for that. <laughs> but I've had to like put those boundaries just to encourage people to not feel like they always have to do all the things and do yeah. everything yeah. all the time. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think that's super healthy too, because to your point, I'm sure that a lot of people would probably, I was thinking directly to like, um, you know, we have, we have a couple friends like Blair kind of does this sometimes, but like they can get way too absorbed into the Peloton stack where like, they're like, <laughs> well, I was going to do a run and a stretch, but then like nine classes later in one day, they're like, holy, like, I'm like, I can't do nine classes in a month. And they're just like hitting the stack. Like, and there's just no off switch. No, um, I do three. I do three. That's my yeah, that's, number three, you know, death by twenties. 20, that's commendable. 20, that's, that's commendable. That's, that's, that's all I have time for in my day is 60. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, I have a, a sister-in-law, like some days my wife and I will like, just, she's friends with us on Peloton. And we'll be like, scroll like for her day we're just like what happened um so yeah it's like a five a ten and another ten a five and so like you know they all add up to like 45 minutes but (laughs) nine different ways (laughs) i mean there's days where she's got three hours of just block oh my god i don't have three hours yeah yeah so Yeah. Breaking it up and giving people, I mean, I think it's really important too, giving people the grace to be compassionate. That's probably, I mean, that's a really healthy way to kind of bring that into it too, because it's probably also, I mean, possibly even introducing some of them to the the notion notion of of, being kind Uh to yourself. So yeah, being. I think I've talked to a lot of the girls one-on-one about that because actually a lot of girls have reached out to me and like thanked me for that very thing of like, wow, I noticed that like, I'm doing a lot more than I ever like commended myself for. Like I'm and they're giving themselves that kindness and that flexibility to not feel like they have to do this and this and this, because I feel like seeing the other women share like, Oh, I didn't have time for this, or I didn't, 
I wasn't able to do this because this got in the way. It's like yeah. a reminder that, yeah, that does happen and that's normal. And some weeks are like that. And it's nice to be able to talk about it and not yeah, like have it just sitting in your head of like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't, I didn't do that. Like I'm a failure. Right. I'm feeling guilty about it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other people are feeling the same thing and mm-hmm. then you connect in another way because yeah. you know, it's outside of just like the running and mm-hmm. movement. So yeah. yeah. I mean, it's difficult. I, I grew up, I have two older sisters. My dad worked a lot. So I was always like, I, you know, like there was that old TV show, like fifth wheel where like one person came <laughs> along with all the people. I was always just like the youngest person in the car going shopping or going on all these adventures. And I, I actually find a lot of value in that now because I think that right men traditionally are structured of just like I shut down and I just do the things and grind it out and be the thing. And, um, but I resonate so much more strongly with like being compassionate, but Mm -hmm. like, I think that it's also difficult in some settings for women, even just amongst women to feel empowered to do that. Mm -hmm. But like, I've always like, that's like, I've joked with people of just like some of the people I've been best friends with are girls. Cause I've just been speaking to my sisters my entire life. I haven't really had mm-hmm. dominant male figures. And even when I did dominant male figures, aren't going to speak to one another in yeah. the same way. Yeah. We're just going to be like, what'd you do today? I carried a <laughs> stick around. Like, you know, they're not having deep conversations by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, I've really, especially as we were starting the podcast and you were, you know, I think you did 37, 38 and 39 through COVID on halves and stuff like that. And I had a couple of friends that, like I said, joined, like started doing run with aim and I was paying a lot more attention to it. And I think through your own running account, like you've recently even posted like fast is fast to each person really and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. allowing people to be graceful with themselves and compassionate with themselves and how you've broken that entire thing down to be a little more digestible. It's all so like immensely valuable. So, I mean, big kudos to how that has progressed. I'm, I'm sure that it's felt like you were juggling chainsaws a lot of the time, <laughs> but I think it's, you know, in its current iteration in a, in a nice healthy place for a lot of people. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been crazy just because I didn't really expect any of it. Like I started this Instagram account, right. And was like, yeah. I'll post a few pictures on here yeah. and for it to go from that to like a year and a half later, this is kind of mind boggling. It's been a mm-hmm. lot of work. Like that is not to say it was easy. It's been a, a lot of yeah. work. Um, I, I have superimposed myself a couple times when you post stories of like, the 30 boxes of stuff you get for like prizes and stuff. I'm sure that you're like, when did I become that? Are you, yeah, you're surrounded by boxes. <laughs> There's a whole corner. Yes. <laughs> a yes. whole corner saved. Do you, do you sometimes stop yourself and go, when did I become that? What am I doing? Like, yes. what, what just happened? Yeah, it is crazy. I feel like I've had to get really familiar with some skills that I was not even aware of, yeah. like, like shipping and yes. keeping yep. track yeah. and, and 
tracking everything, like tracking which brands I've reached out to, which brands have sent stuff, which brands like I've yes. sent an email to, which ones have arrived, which ones haven't arrived, who I need to follow mm-hmm. up with, like right. all of these things. And I'm like, where does somebody track this? Or how do, how yeah. do you do this? Yeah. What is the Google form? Like, I don't know any yeah. of these things. Yep. So yep. it's been it's been awesome just because I feel like I'm learning so much as I go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sometimes I look at it and I'm like, what is going on right now? Like, I'm just living with a bunch of boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Through, um, I've joked with Blair and too many other people about like, when I started for the run, I'm a person that tends to be like, I'll start a thing. Don't know much about it. Figure it out as we go. Um, but like I did a shirt for an elite athlete that had been diagnosed with cancer last summer and was just like, I'll make a shirt. It'll be fine. Nothing major will happen. And he's an iFit trainer and it ended up on iFit's Facebook page. And then all of a sudden, what I thought would be, maybe I'll get a hundred orders. That would be cool. I had like 470 people order shirts. And then I was like, how do I pack 470 things? How do I logistically manage this? And shipping is the worst. Oh, like, it is. I, I is just don't even understand why it is so bad, but it yeah. is, it is bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is so hard to figure out. I feel like yes. I researched for so long trying to figure out shipping. Yes. It was well, one and, thing that I thought was going to be easy. And I thought it was going right? to be like, I'll just bring this to you. Go to the post office. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait, my, I don't understand. It's that you have to do that. And then that, and then that. And I've been worst, ways. Oh, like, Oh have you had, have you had a moment? I, I mean, I have, I have walked into the post office with a, like, you're showing up to say, I'm, I'm here to give you money to take these things. And they will be like, you got to go home and do that. And I'm like, I'm here that you're literally, your job literally yes. is to take these yes. things from me. I don't. And and I don't understand how much they cost. You could tell me any number in your head, and I probably do it. Um, but uh, they will just look at me and be like, "So you don't have labels on these yet?" And I'm like, "No, no you're the post office." The first and time I walked into USPS and I couldn't buy packages from them, like to to put my stuff in, I was like, "This is such a joke." They were like, yeah. "You can do that online," and I'm like, "What do you? You don't have any back that like you are." <laughs> The post office. Like, right. Right. And, and, oh it's alarming. Gosh. It's yeah. insanely bring, alarming. Heaven forbid you bring like a USPS to FedEx because that is not happening. <laughs> like I did that one time. I accidentally dropped a USPS off at UPS. Not only did they tell me nothing. So apparently you can do that but they just look at it like the worst thing that's ever happened. And they just like throw it in a bin for a week. So I had to like message a customer and be like, I accidentally put your package with UPS and I don't literally, I don't know where it is. They told me that it's out there in the world. I don't know when you'll get it. I'm really sorry. Um, It's yeah, it's, it's insane. Shipping is insane. It's, it's a world that I did not know was so complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Now I do. Likewise. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I could, I'm going to stop myself. Cause I could, I'm sure we could just have like a whole event session. Keep about going. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, this, this podcast is now about shipping in the post uh, office. 
I'm sure that there's like plenty of people out there who will be on runs and be like, I, I have stamps and that's what I do. Like I, <laughs> there's a whole different world and it's a nightmare. Well, and even that was complicated for a while. Like, yeah. you know, it, yeah. it does change and it is hard. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It, have you done any, uh, I got to really stop. Have you done any international shipping yet? No. <laughs> I had this past month, I love them dearly, but I had two girls in Germany and two girls in the UK. And I was like, no, oh, wow. why did your team have to win? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. No, yep. but it was, it was totally okay. But it is tough. Cause then you have to print out like the, multiple labels and got to get yes. sleeve and got to like, it's just, well, it's just more complicated. And I had mailed a couple things to the UK and half of them made it. And then half of them um, were imposed like duties taxes. And they didn't tell me that there were duties taxes until they showed back up at my house. And oh, then that, no. like that's three weeks of just, and back then it and showed short. back up <laughs> and was like, you owe $24 on this. And I'm like, for what? what? Like I paid $18 to send it to you. What is this other thing? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It is so expensive too. It's mm -hmm. so expensive to ship internationally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's painful. It's my stuff. Oh, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to cap it. I'm capping the shipping. I'm sorry, everybody who was <laughs> yeah. running and they had to endure it. Um, it's okay. They're learning. It's a learning are, process. Learning. Everyone's learning that you have to Maybe, yeah. you know, check things out online before you go to the store. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely suggest that. Definitely yeah. do your Google. Yeah. I yeah, have a Google I, some more. Yeah. Yeah. There's tons of respect for all the other small businesses that are like just mm -hmm. seemingly owning it because, yeah, it's a big curve. So it is. Yeah. Um, so with Run With Aim, I know that you've also, and I'm, I always, uh, try and at least message you or, or like it or something, but um, you've done some really fantastic things about being vocal about mm -hmm. how people want to roll their windows down and be obnoxious mm -hmm. a-holes. And um, I agree with all of it. I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm speaking from a very different place of mind. I only get it because I'm the tall, obnoxious human. There's a couple people that, I mean, and right, way, way, way different lane. I am yeah. six, eight white dude that no one's mm -hmm. really going to mess with because for some reason, people think I'm terrifying. Like I've had people that work with me that are like, you could kill me. And I'm like, you're aware that I'm like, I could be blown away at any moment by a stiff breeze. Um, but I, you know, I get people I'm easy to pick out and I, I just am tall dude running around the town I, you know, live in and that on its own accord is annoying enough. I cannot possibly imagine what women endure for what they wear, how they look, what's going on, but I applaud you for putting it out there and I am sure I've talked with plenty of people who, you know, get really upset with like, um, you know, people will message you and disagree with you about it. Or, mm -hmm. um, someone will go on a firestorm for what you said when I think the majority of people agree <laughs> with it. So, um, yeah. if yeah. you want to speak to any of that at all, yeah, definitely. by all means, please um, do. I honestly, I 
obviously I didn't, that wasn't something I ever assumed I was going to put on my Instagram. It just kind of all of a sudden when, when COVID started, the gyms closed. Cause I'm, I was mostly yeah. a treadmill runner. So like I, I would go to the treadmill, do my treadmill running. Like I didn't really think that much about it. Like I did whenever I did my outdoor runs and something would happen, I'd be like, that's annoying. That's annoying. That's annoying. But then when COVID happened, I just start running outside so much more. And I just noticed how much it was happening and how, how mad I was getting. There was this one time that it, I rarely like go out with a, a training run and I'm like, I have to hit this pace. I want to hit this pace. Like that rarely happens for me. So I was pretty pumped up and I was like, I'm going to go for this pace. And I was running by and this one guy signals to another guy who then takes out his phone and videotapes me running by. And I like lost my breath that because I was just so mad. And yeah. I remember just like, like almost being like throw up upset. Like I was to the point where my emotions were so high because I was like, what, like, what is that? And then they both are laughing and they're like, like, like hitting each other and like pointing at me. And it's yeah. like, what is going on? And I just got so mad that that's when I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to start talking about this because this is like, that is not okay. And that's not cool. And there've been some other really scary situations where like that one was just obnoxious and made me mad. But then there yeah. are the situations on the flip side that are terrifying. Yeah. And I've had cars when I'm driving and it's a road and it's like pretty isolated and it's like morning time and I'm running down and a car will slow down to like two miles per hour past me. And the whole time I'm already thinking, okay, if he gets out of his car, where am I going? Like, right. am I going in? the woods am I starting to scream like am I gonna like go yeah. to a building like what's around me like and you have to be so aware and it's yeah. just it's to the point where like that kind of stuff shouldn't be happening like that person should have the awareness to be able to say this might be scary like yeah. th like I get it if that's not somebody who would ever like do something like that but we don't know that. Right. And yeah, it's not fair for you to just feel like you can do whatever you want because you want to and not think about the impact that it has on other people. It just, it just like kind of shocks me. <laughs> yeah. No, it, yeah. It, I, I always have like one, I, as I've become more and more of a runner, um, I, I, my nature anymore is to try and be like really positive to people. Mm -hmm. But again, I also know that I am really tall. And sometimes like, depending on how a, a route is being run, you can just come around a corner and, and catch somebody. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, um, I, I, I try really hard to just be like, I, it frustrates me so much because it just doesn't make any sense, but I also know that people yeah. are different in all walks of life. But I mean, like I said, even when I get goofy things and they're goofy things, cause they're just like, look at that ostrich trying to run down the street. Um, it's, you know, it, it's just frustrating in that own tone, but when it's actually taking actions or even remotely trying to be imposing or threatening, it's, mm -hmm. it's just, pure lunacy and 
Yeah, um, I feel like I feel like the reason, like I, the, one of the questions I get a lot on those posts from people who disagree yeah. with me is the question, and it's a it's a fair question. Like, what is what is you posting that's going to do about it? Like, what are you like? What are you trying to accomplish? And it's a fair question. Like, what 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 is what is my objective here? Like, what is my what what good do I think I'm bringing by posting about this? And what it comes down to is, I feel like just there is power in like numbers, right? And so if a lot of women are talking about this and a lot of women are upfront about like it making them uncomfortable and it being inappropriate and yeah, bottom line is it is not beneficial for them or us. Like no woman is going to see somebody who's gawking at them and say, oh yeah, that guy, like, the, yeah. like that is not what we're thinking. We're thinking that's super annoying. Like in automatically like that person probably has a negative taste in their mouth. So shouting at us, cat calling us like that kind of thing isn't beneficial for them or us. And that is kind of the point that I think if they see more of that and they see women talking about like, this is not cool. Like, I don't like it. Like it's annoying. It's frustrating. It might end up making somebody think twice about, okay, like actually that's probably not going to do anything for me. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Really, there right, yeah. right, right before COVID, when Ahmad Aubrey happened, um, and there was also another runner who had been—I think it was a, a woman—had gone out running and just disappeared. And I—I mm-hmm. I, uh, I had conversations with people. I thought a lot about it. And to your point, I was like, "What in the like?" I'm the type of person that when something bad happens, and it kind of bites me in. The, the ass sometimes because I overextend myself. But like when that happens, I'm just like, what in the hell can I do? Like what I have to, there mm-hmm. has to be something I can do. I, I can't do nothing that doesn't feel remotely like the logical thing to do. Um, and yeah, I mean, I wrote so many things down in February last year of just like, is there conservancies that do like, right? Like there are conservancies that keep trails up and like, but what are you going to do? Put guards on trails, but what does that do? Cause they can't be everywhere all the time. Yeah. And, um, like, and I think to your point, it's a, and it's a very good point. I mean, strengthen numbers in terms of just communicating about it and making it yeah. as known as it can possibly be. And making be. it more, more like aware to look out for it, even like to yeah. look out for like the woman is running alone, like, and you are driving by, like maybe just have a little bit more mindfulness of like, okay, she's safe. Like nobody's around her. Like, all right. Like there is strength in people just looking out for each other and like having that awareness and having that awareness of even like, okay, do, do I appear threatening right now? Like if I'm running up behind Mm -hmm. this girl, would maybe I can move over a little bit or maybe I could like like, wave her down or like say, excuse me and stuff like that. Like we're just, there's, you can alleviate a lot of the fears if you minimize some of those not necessary right. ones, like mm-hmm. right. space and stuff like that. Yeah. Or for like women to feel like they have the power to speak up to. Yeah, you know, exactly. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. are just unsure of how to handle a situation like that. But the more we talk about it, the easier mm-hmm. it is for all of us to find power in the words we say. Yeah. yeah. And to see how many other women are talking about it. Like Experiencing when I, it. Yeah. I post something and there's 70 comments of women like this happened to me, this happened, this happened. Like, I hate when this happens. It's like seeing, seeing everybody being able to share that it's, it's a, 
it's a good thing to create that space. I feel like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And yeah. figure out what to do to be safer as mm -hmm. a community. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm going to think a lot more about this. I, because honestly, and I, I actually told Blair this, um, the, the idea for starting this podcast was right after Ahmaud Aubrey happened because I was, I was just like, I don't know. Like it was so overwhelming. What in the mm -hmm. world do you possibly do? Um, and just one of the landing points was just like, you talk about it and yeah. it's going to be painful a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, comfortable, right. And yeah, I mean, I mean, I am, like I said, I have an entirely different set of experiences. My, my, the only like silver lining I have is that I had two older sisters and they would constantly have things happen to them and they would come home and just like, sometimes I would just be in my basement, like playing with cars mm -hmm. and my oldest sister would just be like, never do that. And I'd be like, <laughs> okay. okay, I won't do that. Um, but you know, so my entire life, I've kind of like come with some sense of like my sisters would just mm -hmm. come home sometimes with these really massive rages of frustration. And, um, at the very least, I, I feel like it gave me perspective to be mm -hmm. respectful yeah. and, um, yeah, yeah it's I, tough. Cause you, you have to remember like. I have to remind myself sometimes when I post things like that, like that everybody has different backgrounds and everybody has different experiences. Yeah. And I don't know why somebody might think that that's okay. Like that yeah. might be all they saw or that might be all they know. And I, I used to teach preschool. So I always try to think about like, okay, what was that person's like experience that led them to like yep. thinking that this is okay. Or like, what, what is it that like gave them that impression and trying to like really remember that, some of these things were learned like somewhere and mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. you know, I'm yeah. not perfect yeah. either. Like, so I try yeah. to remind myself of that, but it's, it can be tough too. Like it can definitely yeah. be tough. Yeah. I, um, I had read a couple of things recently that are really, really interesting about like, um, they're starting to do some like types of research where they're discovering that people are born not obviously with memories of people that were before them, but you kind of mm -hmm. come pre-programmed with mm -hmm. some of the traumas of either your parents or their parents or their parents' parents. And like my mind landed at, well, no wonder, and it's not to spark like, Jesus, what are we going to do with all this? But it's no wonder that in my purview, at least things are, seemingly getting a little more black and white with people all the time. Cause mm -hmm. if that's the way that people are just being born, then the experience just continues to like elevate and expand and get heightened yeah. and what people are coming with. And it's not to say that you can't change your programming, but mm -hmm. like I joked with my mom, like I don't particularly like spiders. I, they just freak me out. I don't really like them that much. I, I have this joke of, I, I lived in an apartment like the first time I really moved out on my own, there was a spider in the kitchen of my apartment. And, <laughs> and instead of like being tough, six, eight guy, again, not tough. Instead of like walking up, stepping on it or like putting it in a box and taking it outside, I picked up a six foot coffee table and threw the coffee table at the spider. 
Because I was like, I'm not getting close to it. I need I to be as far closer. away. So what's the longest thing I have that can impose the most damage? So I picked up an Ikea table and just like flipped it upside down and killed the spider. And this person oh runs God. up the steps because they think I've died. Like they think sure, the person above them just died. The so they knock on my door very frantically and they go, what are you, are you okay? What's, and I go, I was, just, I'm sorry. And again, I had no perspective. Yeah. All I said yeah. was I killed a spider and the guy went, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Another person? <laughs> and yeah, you know, and so I told my mom, you know, I was like, something about spiders. Maybe she goes, I used to have nightmares about spiders when I was a kid. And then I'm thinking, well, then what did her mom have? And like, you know, mm -hmm. but, um, it's, it's really fascinating when you think about, like you said, like you don't know what people come with mm -hmm. and then what yeah. is further bestowed upon them. But like, then I told my mom, like the thing that is a positive for me in the here and now is stuff that, so Blair does a lot of stuff for kids with exceptionalities and there's a lot more open dialogue about mental health and there's a lot yep, more yeah. open dialogue about having open dialogue. Yeah, right. And I think that is a progressive growth and how mm -hmm. the three of us, along with plenty of other people in the world can try and open those doors and make these things approachable. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's a really unique time. I, you know, there's so many polarizing things, but there are resources now trying to meet the needs of those things. So mm -hmm. I think having a voice is incredibly important. Feeling safe with your voice is incredibly important and feeling open to, you know, saying things like, you know, I talk to a therapist or I do this or I do that. All those things are things that were not common even 10 years ago and they're yeah. becoming more common. So my, like, as I thought more and more about this for the last, you know, 16 months now, I've been like, you know, the stuff that you're doing and saying as again, not a woman, not someone that has all of that stuff. I want to say thank you for putting that stuff out there. That's mm -hmm. a, a voice that has meaning and other people see it and find inspiration from it. So thank you for doing that and feeling like you have the space to do that. It's, you know, it's not easy. Like you said, it can come yeah. with a lot of scary hurdles, but yeah. um, it, there's incredible value in it. So just thank you for doing that. And if at any point I, you know, whether it's through for the run or for any other way, I try to sometimes share that stuff just to get it out <laughs> there. But um, yeah, just, Thank you for that. Keep doing it. I know that it can be scary. So thanks. Yeah. I feel like I'm definitely going to keep putting it out there just because I feel like, yeah, like you said, it's that space is necessary. Yep. Well, the more we talk about it, the less uncomfortable it becomes too, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah. And can maybe create some motion for change amongst mm -hmm. other people, you know, yep. that maybe didn't know before. Yeah. It's so hard to like, help other people land at a different perspective. Like mm -hmm. some people, I mean, I have a stubborn brain. I will not deny my brain is very stubborn, but yeah. like I said, I, I, I really do. I think back so often, I'm so grateful that so much of my childhood was through only force of will, like being, hearing my mom's thoughts and my sister's mm -hmm. thoughts. And that was, that was my filter. My filter wasn't, mm -hmm. You know, if I would have had four brothers, 
Yeah, exactly. What my conversational skills would have been yeah. so wildly different, but you know, right. I'm in a van with my sisters and my mom like 24 <laughs> seven and just getting all of that. Um, yeah, so I valuable. Think, I think recognizing those, those differences and how people have like come about and how they got to where they are is like, it's like necessary for being able to have those conversations because mm-hmm. otherwise you don't know why somebody thinks the way that they do. And if you don't know that, then there's no way you can approach yeah. it in a way that resonates with them ever. So you yeah. have to like, you have to consider those things. Yeah. 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 I, I really do. I think that people and given in the last five or six years, it's been incredibly difficult, I think, for people to find common ground. Like mm-hmm. everyone's been like, pick a side, you're yeah. over here, you're over, like it's dodgeball or something. It's not dodge, it doesn't have to be dodgeball. No um, but I think that there, there definitely needs to be some like graciousness and openness that um, hopefully with the continued development of people feeling comfortable about talking about the things they want to talk about and being comfortable about talking about the difficulties they face are, Mm -hmm. those are the ways we're going to grow. So. Yeah, for sure. (sighs) Well, to summarize all of this stuff, Amy, thank you for coming on (laughs) and talking with us. And I am excited to see you hit 50 and 50. I know you're probably still mapping plenty of that hurdle out. But yeah, for sure. Um, there's a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said earlier, I'm sure the Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, I've almost I've looked at that map and been like, should you just like live there for four weeks yeah. and just find races? Um, for real. Right. I feel like no, I have seriously, yeah. Great states left, but there's states that I want to go to for like a bit. Like I don't want to yeah. be in yeah. Montana for like a weekend. No. I want to be in Montana no. for like a week. Like well, I don't want to be right. in Alaska for a weekend. Like, yeah. Yes. And like yeah. Me, me saying Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, I am not knocking those states. I have a no. friend that lives in Bismarck yeah. and it's like the most beautiful. She posts photos and I'm like, Jesus, it's, am- it's yeah. beautiful. It's amazing. Like some, like some of the most open-minded you wouldn't think, you know, like they're, mm-hmm. it's incredibly small town, but some of the stuff she shares with me, I'm just like, I just want to go there and like, yeah, yeah I want to go it. more. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, so yeah, I will continue to be incredibly interested as you get through all of those and, and marathon training, marathon training. <laughs> yep. Yes. Marathon training. Uh, Learn all the things. You be getting updates as I get updates. <laughs> that's good. That's a way to do it. Then we yeah. all learn together. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, if, if nothing else, uh, I am, I am a sponge too. Blair always laughs because seemingly most of the podcasts we've done have been me going. And what do I do now? Uh-huh. Yeah, I do that terribly. I'm so <laughs> just bad at this. to take new information and act upon it. It's fine. Yeah, but um, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. If right. there's anything that, you know, either Blair or I can try to be of help with, whether it's fueling yeah. or trying to get through that entire thing. Um, I know you have a wealth of wonderful people, uh, available to you as well through and all that, but, but yeah. Yeah. Well, have a wonderful rest of your 2021 as you will get through a marathon, get through a couple more States, I would imagine. 
and uh, yeah, just keep keep doing everything you're doing. I think it's all amazing. And we really appreciate you coming on and talking about all. Yeah, of it. thank you so much for coming on. This was great. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. All right. Well, we will talk to you soon. See all you right. Soon. See ya.